Welcome to episode 60 of the PharmExec podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Senior Editor of PharmExec Magazine and your podcast host. PharmExec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest commercial insights for the C-suite. On this week's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tim Walbert, CEO of Horizon Therapeutics. Tim is here to discuss how to manage a company with compassion, especially during COVID-19, and how that affects company culture. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Tim. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At TrueSterum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. TrueSterum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at TrueSterumNTWK.com. Hello, podcasters. Today, I'll be interviewing Tim Walbert, CEO of Horizon Therapeutics. Tim is here to share his unique perspective on managing a company through COVID-19 in light of the fact that he himself is immunocompromised. Tim explains how this has affected his views on workplace safety and the way he leads. Thanks for joining us today, Tim. Oh, thank you. Uh, wonderful to be on. So being immunocompromised yourself, you understand some of the fears people might have surrounding coronavirus. How have you been supporting employees to help them through this crisis? Well, as you said, I have an autoimmune disease and a rare disease, and, and my son also has uh, the same condition. And I think the first thing you have to do is acknowledge the fear, and people are going to ask many questions, and you have to answer them and continue to be transparent and, and acknowledge that fear because it's so important in how people approach things. One of the things that uh, I thought had a lot of impact is I was sitting in, in my bedroom and recorded a, a video to send out to the entire organization where we provided a $1,500 bonus to employees to help them deal with the situation where many family members lost their roles or they felt the need to handle expenses for friends or, or other people impacted by COVID-19. And one of the requirements, and really the only requirement I made in lieu of giving this bonus is that all 1,200 employees, I asked that they send me an email, let me know how they're doing. And what amazed me is almost all 1,200 actually sent me an email. And the feedback I got was just amazing in that they got more out of the fact that I reached out to them and wanted to know actually how they as individuals are doing. Uh, than actually uh, getting the bonus. So it, it really does uh, help you understand that showing you care and individually caring about your employees, how they're doing and what's important to them is critical. And what amazed me is uh, I would say over more than half of the people took that $1,500 and donated it to a charity in their local area or something that was important to them. So people really paid it forward as a result of getting a benefit from Horizon. As people start heading back into work buildings, how do you think employers should deal with their reservations about their environment? How much should employees be part of the planning process to get back to work? Well, I think a lot of it starts before you go back to work. What we found in this interim period is with that fear, there's a lot of issues people have with taking care of their families, loved ones, uh, and children, and homeschooling, and a number of different things. And 
and, and also families with a lot of financial stress. Uh, we, we actually gave employees two additional days off. We allowed for vacation rollover into 2021, provided a $1,500 bonus, all things to try to make their ability to deal with the situation easier. Additionally, we provided a 12-week leave if people get COVID-19 or if a family member gets it. So really creating avenues so that people can deal with the situation that they're individually facing. And and when it comes to going back into work buildings, the best advice that I have and and that we've been taking through is to take it very slow. Uh, We're seeing a lot of evidence of reactivations or additional cases in, in other states that Uh, We're slow early on and really taking it slow, making sure that we fully understand the environment and what's occurring for employees is critical. So we think this is a long-term process and we're going to have to, one of the things we actually continue to tell people is the guidance that we give today may change tomorrow because the circumstances may change. So being transparent with people and telling them we're going to take this slow and it's going to continue to change and we're going to continue to communicate regularly with you. So how should employers address the varying comfort levels between employees? Do you think they should incorporate some sort of diversity training about respecting others' views? I think that is critical. I think that you have to listen to your employees, and many employees have different views. Uh, Some people have greater levels of fear and anxiety, and and in that case, uh, you have to make sure that you acknowledge that. You provide resources for people who are struggling And also you allow for people who aren't comfortable to not go into the office and to continue to work in a way that they're comfortable. So as as leaders, we have to make sure that we are focusing on the health of people and their comfort and ultimately their safety and that they feel comfortable. We've had every other week video conferences with all of our, our entire organization. And the key thing is answering questions and answering every question that they have, even if it's the same question as, as uh, five minutes before or two weeks before, and, and making sure that uh, we're very transparent about what we know and what we don't know. Uh, and also, uh, I think the key thing is flexibility. And this is not a situation where you can order people back to work. I think you create an environment where a small number of people can slowly go back to work as they are comfortable. Uh, and just continue to communicate, listen to your employees. One of the things that we put in place for our field force upon re-entering, going out to visit with physicians is each of them had to get certified on how to use PPE and, and how to make sure that you're being respectful of physicians, offices, their staff, and, and the situation that they're going through. Uh, so training is critical. How have transparency and trust affected your company culture during this time? I think when you have people in a remote environment, you, you lost the ability for people to walk around and talk to people that they know and, and really be able to get that type of communication that would normally occur in a work environment. So transparency and trust, first of all, there are core values and competencies that we expect from people. And there are things that uh, I think are, are paramount for any company in this type of environment. You have to continue to communicate in the most disruptive times uh, and focus on, on the core values of the company. And the first and foremost is do the right thing for patients and do the right thing for employees. And 
Uh, we're really proud that in May, um, during the COVID time, we won a great place to work, selected as a number one company in Chicago as a result of, I think, a lot of the work we did during the COVID-19 period, and that is having regular communication, being transparent with employees, and, and continuing to give them the information they need to be comfortable, and, and also um, trying to find ways to acknowledge the challenges. Many people are sitting in the same uh, sofa, the same chair for hours upon hours. Uh, we've changed from one-hour meetings to 45-minute meetings, so people have that 15 minutes in between uh, to actually get up and, and move around and, and get that change of pace, and, and a number of different things that change how they they work because uh, when you're at home, you don't have an end of a day. You know, so having happy hours, uh, virtual happy hours, and different things that create a break at the end of the day so that people don't feel compelled to overwork unlike a traditional work environment. Are there any ways you can think that on-site work life has permanently changed for the better as a result of the quarantine? I do think that uh, you've seen it across many technology companies that have made work from home permanent for various parts of their organizations. I do think that uh, we have seen significant resiliency in, in our organization where people had to learn how to work differently. Uh, there's people that used to sit two doors down and most of those conversations were in between meetings and now it's requiring meetings. So I think it creates more work, more collaboration, more transparency, and all of those skills I think will will make us better as we move into an environment where people are back in the office. But I do think there are a number of roles that people have found that uh, they can be more flexible, uh, work from home, and continue to do a great job. So I don't think we have a formal policy, but uh, we're evaluating what roles can continue to work remotely and effectively do their job, especially for people who may have long commutes. Uh, and uh, you're, we're finding people, if you're not commuting, you have more time, people can be more efficient in getting their work done. So I think the key thing is uh, it gives us an opportunity to evaluate people's performance in a different way. And it, it really means you have to communicate with and check in with your employees, check in with different groups to make sure that out of sight, out of mind, doesn't create miscommunication and misunderstanding that typically could be resolved by just walking down the hall. So I, th I think it really comes down to over-communicating and, and then identifying people who can uh, work from home and continue to maintain the flexibility that they need. And that's some really forward thinking. Thanks for joining us today, Tim. We appreciate you sharing your story and your insights about how to manage people with compassion during this challenging time. Well, thank you so much. Uh, pleasure to be on. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at trueserumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. 
Hi, I'm Tim Albrecht, CEO of Horizon Therapeutics, and my leadership tip is to maintain intellectual curiosity, and, and essentially that is uh, continue to learn. Uh, I take time out of each and every day uh, to make sure I'm top on what's going on in the industry from a regulatory, a clinical, a commercial standpoint, and uh, learning people, learning companies continue to move forward successfully, and I think it's absolutely critical uh, to the success of an employee. As a special bonus this week, we have some additional leadership comments from one of our 2020 Emerging Pharma Leaders. Here's a word from Sapan Gandhi, Associate Director of Commercial Strategy and Business Development at CIPLA. important thing is that uh, you really know or you, you have a lot of empathy, to be very honest. Yes. It's a, a, empathy and that ability to build connection with, with the, with the cross-functional teams because they do not report into you, right? And... Uh, but but they, they really play a very important role in your success. So it's important that you have you you empathize with them, right? You you try to understand their roles. You at least know the basics. Yeah. Right? It should not be like uh, you. And then you you have the ability to connect with them. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the PharmExec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at PharmExec.com, on Twitter at PharmExec, on Instagram at PharmExecutive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of PharmExec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email editorial director Lisa Henderson at lhenderson at mjhlifesciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at tbaker at mjhlifesciences.com.